Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, episode number 34 already. Sports guy Chris here again with my good friend Mikey. How are you doing this morning, Mikey? Oh, you know what? I'm doing all right. No complaints, buddy. Awesome, bro. That is great to hear. Of course, you know, we are quickly coming upon the NFL season. It's uh, coming up within the next couple weeks. So today we are going to jump in and we're going to start talking some NFL, get some NFL previews going. Um, of course, there's a little bit of news in that in the NBA, but kind of quiet on that front. So it'll be a heavy dose of NFL today. But let's jump in with some NFL, you know, uh, 2021 season preview content here right away. So I want to start out right away, Mikey, with yep. our two teams. Okay. I think they're both going to be in the mix this year. But I'd like to kick off our 2021 coverage by talking about your Cardinals, my friend. Oh, so, okay. Um, they were active this off season. They were. You know, I think you know we talked a little bit before we hit record about how they were certainly, I think, the most active team in your division this yeah. off season uh-huh. in a, a uh-huh. stacked division, which we've talked about several times. But I like their chances. Um, but I want to get your take first. Your Cardinals. How do you like them this year? Give me your take. What's the preview? How do you think they're going to do in that stacked NFC West? You know, um, dude, uh, you know, obviously getting J.J. Watt was absolutely huge in terms of of defense and pairing him up, um, you know, with Chandler Jones. Um, You know, I I, I really like what we have going for us. Um, You know, I I think on paper we're certainly stacked, um, you know, but I, I, I would say that, you know... I'd say to some degree the jury's still out on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, yeah, I can, would agree. He, can he take yeah. his talent and actually do something with it? We challenged for a playoff spot last year. We didn't. We definitely had a rough patch of games in the middle of the season that really kind of uh, prevented us from securing that playoff spot. Um, that ended up going to Chicago. So you know, it's interesting to see um, you know how that's going to play out. Um, you know, I. Kyler Murray, obviously, he's a he's a you know a, a wicked good talent. Um, you know he he uh, he can run, he can pass. He's you know he's oh, yeah, got totally. he's got a he's a really you know complete package. Um, I just read something the other day, forgot what the what the um, website was or whatever, but it was posting like you know the top quarterbacks in the league, and if I'm not mistaken, he cracked the top ten. Yeah, um, I wouldn't argue with that. You know, I, so, I mean, you know, he, he's cool got weapons. That. He's got, you know, yep. arguably, you know, one of the top receivers in the game. And D-Hop, um, oh, totally, you know, yeah. A.J. Green coming over. You know, he's got weapons. He's got a plethora of weapons that he yeah. can he, he can utilize. Um, Kingsbury's known as a more offensive-minded guy. So, you know, clearly we've got good things going for us. Um, you know, but then again, we play in the NFC West yes, and every game, whether it's division or not, is going to be, uh, you know, uh, a battle and it's going to be a game that is going to mean something. And, you know, it, it, it we're going to have to come out and the veteran guys that we have on our squad are going to really have to lead this team. Um, you know, the JJ Watts, um, you know, the, the AJ greens, the D hops, these are guys that are going to have to you know, lead this team and, and, and make their imprint. And by all accounts, you know, JJ Watt has made an imprint on this team already. So I love it. But again, it, it's worrisome dude. Cause that NFC West, um, if you look at the NFL.com preseason, you know, preview, they ranked the divisions and NFC West was ranked the number one division. in the Oh NFL. yeah. I, and I would um, have it there too. Totally. So, you totally. know, it, it's, it's really hard 
the Niners predictably are probably not going to be as bad as they were, you know, last year. Obviously, yeah, they've got some, you know, quarterback, you know, sure. issues going yeah, on. But sort that out. I, I mean, come on now. Like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, so I like where I like our chances, I, you know, but it's going to require some luck in terms of health. It's going to oh, require, yeah, you know, uh, uh, the luck of the draw. And, and, you know, I mean, hopefully our defense can really come through and, and be that stalwart defense that we anticipate as Cardinals fans that it can be. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, you know, but this is the time yeah. of year everyone's excited. Yeah, right? everybody's optimistic right now, right? So, so. Um, I going through the Cardinals' schedule, and like you mentioned, we've, we've talked about it before, but you are 100% right. That NFC West is going to be tough, really tough. I'm along with just about everybody else that has it ranked as the toughest division. In fact... When we get to the the rest of the NFC a little bit later on down the road, I've got a lot of playoff teams coming from your division because I think it's going to be that good. It's going to be a really good division. But back to your Cardinals, you know, building off what what you had said, I really like the addition of James Conner as well, you know, at Mm -hmm, running back. mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's talk about those two being one heck of a one-two punch or, you know, at least a possibility of what they could do this year. And I agree. I mean, you know, you add James Conner now into the mix. As you mentioned, you, you brought A.J. Green aboard. And, yeah, we get it. It's a veteran A.J. Green. But he stepped up pretty good last year for right. that Cincinnati Bengals team and, and kind of turned the clock back a little bit. So uh, with a competent quarterback, and that was with rookie Joe Burrow. Of course, Burrow got hurt, too, and missed the end of the year. But, um, you know, with a competent quarterback, we saw what Green could do. So you bring him in. Obviously, nobody's going to expect him to be the one or even two guy. You you have those taken care of with Kirk and, of course, D-Hop. So you're good there. But back to James Conner, you bring him in. You've got him and Edmonds to build off of an offense last year that was 13th in the league in scoring, which is pretty good. Sixth in rushing already last year in, right. in yards per game. So, you know, that's great. You're going to be even better there. And you were, uh, or excuse me, seventh in rushing, sixth in total offense, and 17th in pass yards. So... You could make the argument, based on the offseason additions, that those numbers are probably going to tick up a little bit. And if the defense, of course, can improve a little bit. And they were a really good pass-rushing team last year. Now you add a veteran with J.J. Watt. And even if he can be healthy for 10 to 12 games, he can turn around and get you a half dozen sacks and possibly more. Yeah. And, and just a veteran leadership as well. A guy that uh, you know has has played in some playoff games before a guy that's been around the league for a while. Um, you know, that will be a big help as well, but going through your guys' schedule, I think the Cardinals can get to 10 wins this year. I'm predicting them to go 10 and seven and to make the playoffs. Um, you know, maybe, maybe nine and eight. I don't really see, I don't really see them going, you know, worse than nine and eight. It is a tough division. So there's, there's always going to be a few, you know, crapshoot games, but as you go through the schedule, the first really, First half of the schedule is kind of like, okay, very winnable game, tough game. Very winnable game, tough game. Then you kind of get this stretch later in the year where you're at the Bears, you're at home against the Rams, you're at the Lions, and you're at home against the Colts. That four-game stretch, I think, is where you guys can really make your playoff push. I think you can win all four of those games. You know, the Rams will be tough. They're at home, though. So, you know, hopefully you can you can split at least within the division. Your last two games are at Dallas and the Seahawks at home. So, who knows, dude? It could be a scenario like last year. It could be playing the Seahawks for a playoff spot. 
But I think the Cardinals are going to get it. I think you're going to get to 10 wins. So that's what I am seeing for your Cardinals this year in that absolutely stacked division. Nice. Yeah. We'll we'll kind of get to the rest of that division in a second. But before we get to the rest of the NFC, um, we talked to your Cardinals a little bit. And I really do like the moves they made. So, yeah, 10-7, and 9-8, and, and I think it's going to be a playoff spot. Um, but... Um, yeah, you know, now we can flip it over to my Packers, of yeah. course, you know, kind of, uh, well, not kind of, very close the last two years, falling in that NFC title game both times. A couple years ago, it was a blowout to San Francisco, but last year, very much in, in the game right up to the end uh, with Tampa. We bring pretty much everybody back. Of course, we, we know the, the tumultuous offseason with Rodgers and everything, but Mikey, I'm interested to get your take on the expectations, what you feel my Packers could do this year. Are they going to win the NFC North again? Do you expect them to be a Super Bowl contender? Or um, are we going to, you know, fall back a little bit? I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on the Pack. You know, dude, like as a, as a more casual football fan than I am a basketball fan, I, you know, I think that, at least to me, mm-hmm. and obviously you follow it a hell of a lot closer than I do. Sure. The Packers always seem to do this. They have this roller coaster ride where they have one really, really good season. They won 13 games last year. Yeah, yeah, they they did. They but then they year. seem to always like follow that up with like a bust of a season, whether it's because of sometimes. injuries or yeah. because of of coaching or 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 schedule or whatever it might sure. be. You know, they might they might be playing for that you know that you know that 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 last spot. You know, I I don't know, or they missed the playoffs. I don't know, man. Like it just seems like for the sure. casual observer that these guys do, like there's not unlike the Patriots of old or or something like that where there's just like consistent. You know, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They just seem to have this kind of up and down tumultuous type thing, and you gotta think that at some point in time, even with Aaron Rodgers being back, you know. You got to think that at some point they reworked his contract and he has the ability to possibly walk after this season. That is true. Yeah. So if they have a bad year, not saying that Rodgers will have a bad year, but like cuz he's he's going to get a contract whether it's from oh, the Packers or somebody yeah, else he'll, regardless he'll of what his staffs are. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're talking totally. about, you know, much like a Tom Brady at this point, sure. you know, a living legend. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, in, you know, Lambo Field Lord, like, you know, he's, <laughs> he's a legend. Yeah, oh yeah, totally, totally. But like, you know, does that does that loom heavy? You know, if, if they get out to a slow start, do do the questions start creeping up? If the offense isn't as good, if it's not as sharp, if there's drop passes, if there's, thing, you know, misreads, if there's, you know, all sorts of things that could stack up that could potentially start creeping into the confidence of, you know, the offensive line, the receiving core, sure. the runners, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the coaching staff. Sure. You know, yeah. what kind of rash moves does the front office try and make to, in order to keep Rodgers happy? Right. Do they come out and fire the coach if he has a bad start to the season? There's a lot of storylines that I, as a sports fan, sure. can already predict given the fact that <laughs> yeah, all this centers yeah. around Aaron Rodgers, yeah, very the offseason that he had, um, and, and the fact that, again, he has a rework contract that he could walk after this yeah. year and he could don different colors next year that are not the Green Bay colors. True. True. All of that kind of stuff, I think, <laughs> makes for just a perfect storm of a, of a season that either could, ben- that could, you know, result in you guys lifting the Lombardi trophy or 
that it could see you guys flame out in glorious fashion for the rest of the NFL <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the rest of the NFC North. I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me. But again, as a casual observer and as you know, somebody that's not watched as much football, it seems like Green Bay always kind of does this. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be a fantastic season to watch. Yeah, I agree um, with and, you. And, you know, you got to think that Rodgers is going to put up numbers. I mean, he does it. He does it regardless oh, of sure, who's sure. on his team. He puts up numbers, and it seems that he always gets the job done. But, dude, I, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be fun to watch it. Bro, I uh, I like that raw take right there. And you're right. You know, we have had a penchant to follow up a really good season, um, you know, with kind of a little bit of a bust or at least a season that isn't doesn't quite live up to expectations. So I think you're right. You know, it, it you can't totally ignore the whole offseason stuff and, and everything with Rodgers. And, I mean, he can say he's as focused as he is and everything like that, but... That is always going to be looming there. Is he going to be back next year? Is he not? Sometimes teams can thrive under that, and sometimes it's a massive distraction, and it, it becomes a dumpster fire. So sure. The talent is there, and I, I at least this is a veteran team that re- returns most of these guys that have been playing together. So that's the good thing. It's it, it wasn't a scenario where we brought in a whole bunch of new guys via free agency that we're expecting to have to lean on. And then you have this question mark with Rodgers as well. Right. And now he has to acclimate himself to some new guys in the locker room. It's 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 a lot of the same team returning. But you make valid points. And it'll be interesting to see how they respond now after that offseason. And, you know, this last dance talk and everything else that's going on. I, 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 I still like us to have a good year. I think, right. you know, we're going to win the NFC North. And mainly because as you look around the rest of the division, I really can't get an argument that says, yeah, the Bears got this much better. The right. Vikings got this much better. The Lions got this much better. I, I could even make the argument, I think the Vikings are going to struggle this year. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were the last couple of years. I think Chicago has to play a tougher schedule this year, and it's going to be very difficult for them to duplicate their 8-8 eight and eight playoff appearance yeah. last year because they are playing a more difficult schedule. And the Lions, I mean, they swapped out Stafford for Goff. They added a few draft picks, a couple other guys, but nothing that you know would suggest they all of a sudden have arrived, at least as a playoff contender. Sure. So they're, they're definitely rebuilding. Green Bay still, you know, you can make the argument as you go across the key positions. They have pro bowlers at just about every level on both sides of the sure. ball. The talent is there. They should win the, the NFC North. And a, and a big part of it is the schedule. The NFC North does not get any breaks. The two, the two non, um, you know, other divisions that we have to play, the NFC West. So the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions all have to play just like Green Bay. All of you guys. Right, right. That that's not that's not helpful at all. And I think you can make the argument all three of those teams, the Bears, Vikings, and Lions, are probably going to be underdogs in all four of those games. I mean, sure. I I would pick the Cardinals. I would pick everybody in the West to beat those teams. I, again, I'm not sure if, who's at home and not. And then the other division is the AFC Central with the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers should be better, yeah. and uh, the Bengals. So, yeah, all right, the Bengals are rebuilding. But those other three teams are legitimate, you right. know, coming off great. And, and a lot of people have them as all three Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. So those cross-division games are going to be really tough. And I, I don't see a lot of wins there for the other teams in the NFC North. Right, right. So 
that from that standpoint I think we get a little bit of a boost that way. Sure. The schedule is 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 somewhat difficult, uh, you know, for Green Bay because of those games. But you know, we all we also you know have have some manageable games too. Anyway, I'm seeing I'm predicting the Packers to go 12 and 5, 11 and 6. That's what wow. I see okay. going through their schedule. Uh, I think they're going to be good enough to do that, and they're and they're going to win the NFC North. Might be good enough for the one seed. It might be the two or the three seed, depending on how you know the yeah. other couple teams shake out. So. You know, that's what I'm seeing from the Packers. Um, again, you know, we, we bring back pretty much everybody uh, from last year's team. There there weren't really too many key losses, so uh, we'll have to see what happens. You know, we added Randall Cobb to make Rodgers happy, but honestly, it's a good move. We needed a slot wide receiver, right. too, so we'll see how it all works out. Um, you know, as we talked a little bit before we hit record, nobody is playing at all in the preseason so you know it might be a little bit rusty it might be a little sloppy at the beginning of the year um for a team you know like the Packers because we really I mean nobody's seeing the field if you're a starter you're not playing at all so but again that being said at least we have the continuity factor and these guys have played together before so we'll see what happens but I think for those reasons I think Green Bay will be good enough to 12 and 5 might be a little lofty, but I, I, I certainly think 11 and 6 is doable, and that should be good enough, I think, to win the NFC North and, sure. and grab a top three seed. So, there you go. You know, that's what I'm seeing there. Uh, so, there you go, guys. We, we gave you Mikey's Cardinals and my Packers, of course. Maybe, uh, you know, a little bias, of course, from this cheesehead here, but, you know, so it goes. But I, I think at the end of the day, we're going to see both of our teams in the playoffs uh, when January awesome. roll, rolls around. <laughs> yeah, man, I. I I really hope so. I, I think the Cardinals are a young, exciting team. Rodgers drama, you know, I mean, Devontae Adams and all the guys we have, I, I hope both of those teams are in the playoffs. I think yeah. they're going to be exciting teams to watch. So we'll take a quick segment break. When we come back, guys, we'll, we'll talk some more across the rest of the NFC and, uh, you know, who we like. So Balls and Beards podcast, episode 34. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Balls and Beards podcast, episode 34, rolling right along. We're talking some NFL preview today. We uh, we went through Mikey's Cardinals, what we expect from Arizona this year. We talked about my my Packers, what we expect from them up in the land of cheese. Now it's time to kind of, you know, talk about the rest of the NFC and, and, and uh, how we feel about... Uh, Who's going to be in the playoffs, you know, who's maybe in store for a turnaround year. But I want to start with your division, the one we've been we've talked about and mentioned several times. I, I think, you know, we mentioned it, but totally, it's going to be the toughest division of football. It's hard to see, right, at least going into the season, that it's not going to be. I yeah. Mean, um, with, with the Rams adding Stafford, with the moves you guys made, and then, of course, San Francisco has got two quarterbacks now. They should be healthy. You know, they had a rash of injuries last year. They should be better, more to the the the, the Super Bowl, excuse me, Super Bowl form from two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the Seahawks are still sitting there with Russell Wilson. So we know that they're still going to be some kind of a threat. Mikey, what do you see out of the NFC West? How do you think your division shakes up? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think the Seahawks are proving to be kind of like the like you know, Patriots or the San Antonio Spurs of, you know, the NFC. 
um, and and or you know the NFC West. I mean, they're they're sure. a team that like every year people are like, yeah, no, this is the year that like they don't get it done, right? This is the year that they miss the and playoffs. And they still make the playoffs. And then yeah. they end up you know coming out roaring out to this excellent start yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and you know then people are like, oh wait a minute. And then you know Russell Wilson gets the MVP talk, and you know or whatever is this the best team in football? You know whatever. Like it, that seems to be like you know a recurring yeah. theme for the Seahawks. Yeah, you're right. Yep. The issue is, is that last year their defense wasn't that good. In no, fact, it wasn't. you know, they're yeah. they're a lot of they they had a lot of close games that came down to you know their offense winning the game when their defense has slipped so much over you know what that defense used to be. Sure, I think that those questions are still relevant um, going into this off this season. Um, I, you know, I think you can make an argument for any one team in the NFC West to come out on top. I agree with you. Um, yeah. I think, you know, if the Niners healthy, you know, if they could return to form of, you know, their Super Bowl run uh, from a couple of years ago when they played in the, the title game, you know, I mean, quarterback issues aside, you know, they could be the top team. You know, the sure. Rams, you know, you look at that, you you have arguably one of the best defensive, you know, corners in the game and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, you Aaron you, Donald's a Aaron Donald, stuff, I mean, you know, that line. defense yeah. alone. I mean, you know, maybe you could argue that, you know, maybe their offense, who knows, maybe they're gonna struggle, a new quarterback, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but that defense is gonna be, you know, beastly. Um the problem is that you have good offenses in that division yeah so, you're I mean, right you do they have do. russell yeah. wilson you yeah. have the arizona cardinals and their stacked offense yeah so it's gonna be a dogfight. but you could i could you could make the argument again that any one of those teams could come out on top i think ultimately like for the cardinals in particular i think inexperience kind of hurts them a little bit and i think kind of like we talked about just a minute ago in the previous segment in terms of you know what the record is for the cardinals you know, I think that that's what's going to be the difference. I don't think they're going – I could see them finishing second in the division, especially if they maintain health and everything like that. I could see them. But I think ultimately some of the veterans um, on the Rams and the Seahawks, I think, end up prevailing. And I do think either one of those teams ends up with the top uh, okay. spot in the NFC West. Just again, because you're, you're talking about playoff experience. You're talking about just the leadership on the field. You know, the consistency in the coaching, um, you know, I, I just, it's hard to kind of bet against those teams, despite the fact that I would love to say, oh, the Cardinals are going to come out the gate and yeah. you know, absolutely <laughs> sure, smash yeah, them yeah. the division, which is possible. Um, you never know what's going to happen with injuries and that sort of a thing. Oh, so, of course, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's either the Rams or the Seahawks um, that come out on top in, in the division. Okay. Uh, I mean, DK Metcalf, I mean, you know, you're, offensively, you know, the Seahawks are, are, are a beast. Yeah, they, um, you're right. They, they so, are. you know, and again, you have Russell Wilson and kind of like having an Aaron, you know, Rodgers on your squad sure. or Tom Brady or something like that. You could be, I mean, there was quite a few games last year where they were down and Russell Wilson marched down that field and, you know, made something happen. That's true, yeah. And he's done that his entire career. So, good point. Um, yeah. you know, I think as far as the NFC West is concerned, it, yeah, I think it comes down to the Rams and the and the Hawks. Okay. Um, you know, the Niners and the Cardinals are going to kind of jockey position, and I think that just has more to do with the quarterback, you know, issues. Is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be their their draft pick? Um, you know, who's that going to be? Um, and the Cardinals, I think it's just going to come down to can that defense, you know, 
despite all of its good numbers, can it incorporate the J.J. Watt, can, you know, the offense? Sure. I just think there's a lot of things that, you know, have to strike just the right uh, and just the right way for the Cardinals to kind of compete for the top spot. But it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, I totally agree. I think it's going to be fun. So I'm curious to see what you say about uh, that division. I, you know, I thought you made some great points. Um, totally, Mikey. I, I, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a tough division. And, of course, I'm going to go um, a slightly different way. I was actually surprised when I came up with my prediction for this division. And it's just I go through the team schedules and I try to do the best I can. <laughs> like, okay, I think best case scenario for this team, worst case based on schedule. Of course, health can be a factor. San Francisco was not healthy last year. It was a big part of them taking a giant step back. They are much more healthier going into this year. But I think you make a good point about the quarterback thing. Uh, That being said, I'm actually predicting the 49ers to win the division based on the schedule that they're playing. I think they have potential to get off to a quick start. That being said, I'm predicting them to go 11-6. You guys to go ten and seven, the Rams to go ten and seven, and the Seahawks to go nine and eight. Wow! Okay. And it's razor. I mean, so there you go. I got everybody clumped together, yeah. and I would not be shocked at all if it was the Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and 49ers. You know, right. to, you know, flip, flip, flip those teams around, keep the records in, intact. But I could totally see all four of these teams finishing with a winning record. You yeah. Know, with the with the bottom team being. It nine could very and well be the only division in the NFL that has all four teams. With oh, totally. A record. Yeah, and yeah. and I could totally see that. And again, part of it, they get the benefit of playing the NFC North. And outside of the Packers, I think those are all winnable games yeah. for for all of those teams. With the you know I just mentioned, it, but the Lions, the Vikings, and Bears, I think those are all going to be manageable. Yeah. You go through the schedules for each of those teams, and <clears throat> you know there's some there's some chances there, but. I, I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to be in the playoffs for sure. Um, like I said, I have them going 10-7 and seven just like you guys and, and making the playoffs as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they were 11-6 and six and won the division or won the division at 10-7, and seven, you know, somewhere in, in in that realm as well. So, uh, But you, you have to like them. They, they return basically, like you pointed out, that everybody from last year's defense should be in the lead defense. And Goff really wasn't playing that bad, but when you can swap him out for a veteran like Stafford, sure. who's been around, he's got the arm strength, and for a guy that is just desperate to win, he's been yeah. in Detroit his whole career, and yeah, he made the playoffs a couple times, but they lost in the first game right away, and that's been it. Otherwise, it's been losing season after losing season. That guy to get teamed up with Sean McVay, excuse me, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. You mentioned Russ Wilson. I'm not going to bet against the Seahawks. I've been going nine and eight, but believe it or not, I actually have them winning a tie break to get the final playoff spot. I wow. think nine and eight is going to be the mark that you know we, you might get in and and you might not. So, so when you were when you were making these when you were looking at these things and making yeah. your predictions, uh, you know, were you were you factoring in fans being back in the stands a little bit? Yeah, because uh, you know you got to think you know looking at last year's records. I mean, the Seahawks finished with a twelve and four record. They had the best record at home. They were seven and one. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, five and three on the road. Um, you know, they, they. I mean, obviously, they played and they had the best record against the division at four and two. 
Um, you know, the Niners actually, surprisingly, you know, were three and three in the division, which tied the Rams. The Cardinals were the only team that didn't do, didn't fare well in our division. They were two and six, two and four. Okay. Um, interesting. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's an interesting take. And I think, but you look at all four of those teams and you look at their, their fans at home and you know, I, you've got four stadiums that are going to be at, I mean, you got the Red Sea in Arizona. I mean, obviously yeah. you got the 12th man up there in Seattle. I think fans being back in the stands is going to pay dividends for yeah. some of these teams and yeah. playing in front of those home crowds is going to really kind of amp that energy up across the board. Not, oh, not totally. just for yeah. that division, oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, but it's Absolutely. an interesting thing. And I, I don't, I dude in that NFC, man, I could totally see what you're saying. For sure. Yeah, and and I and I kind of did. You know, I expect Seattle to be really good at home again, but I expect them to not be as good as they were uh, this past sure. year on the road. I, I for the reasons you just said. I, yeah. I think, I think one of the keys is going to be within your guy within your division in particular, who can steal a, a division game on the road, who can win one on the road. I mean, yeah. if if somebody can go up and steal one from Seattle, that yeah. could be the difference in who wins the division. Same thing. Who can you know? Who can go to L.A. in their new stadium out here that, with fans this time right, around? Right, who can right. go in there and steal a win, type of thing? So, who can go to the Red Sea? Can can San Francisco come in and steal a win down there? Or yeah, Seattle yeah. come in and steal a win down there? So, yeah. it, it's it's going to be interesting. But yeah, that was a good point, Mikey. And and you know, I tried to factor that in, you know, the best I could when I was kind of going through. So. But any way I looked at it, it it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I think one of these teams is going to be 7-10 and 10 or something. It's right, just, right. I just don't see it. I, yeah. I think they're all going to be right there in that playoff mix for sure. So it'll be, it'll be definitely interesting to see. And like, you, like we just talked about, really, I'm with you. I could see any of these four teams winning the division. I, I you know, just based on... That final game of the year with you guys hosting Seattle, you know, it could mm -hmm. be for a playoff spot. It could be for the division or a yeah. share of the division. You know, yeah. it's 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 definitely going to be interesting. So, well, we covered the NFC West. We're in agreement. We think there's there's going to be some good teams there. A little difference, you know, as far as who we have winning the division. But we'll see what happens there. I mean, I'm taking the 49ers, but, again, my, my you know, that confidence level is not – you know, nearly as confident as I feel like Green Bay is going to win the North, for instance. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and a lot of it's that quarterback stuff. You know, they still yeah. have to sort that yeah. out. Trey Lance is playing good. Seems like they're going to roll with Jimmy G. And, I mean, who knows? If he's playing good and they're winning games, then I guess that's a, that's a good position for them. But if they're 500, people are going to start, you know, hey, put Trey Lance in and, you know, who knows? If he's ready, that could get him to the playoffs. If he's not ready, that could not work out. Do you so think? Well. Do you think that that it? You know, regardless of whether you know how they come out the gate, do you think that 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 quarterback? I don't want to say controversy because it's not really a controversy, but like what you just pointed out, you know, you you ended up getting that top. You know, I mean, what he was he got drafted. What what was oh, his, uh, his number like, three? Number I think. three, yeah, right? I think that's so. What it was. You know, I, I mean, you got that top three pick. You ended up picking this, you know, quarterback, and mm -hmm. there was all sorts of smoke and mirrors and hullabaloo right, over yeah. you know who they were going to draft. You know, and obviously you picked the guy that you feel is going to be the replacement for Garoppolo. I mean, I don't, I haven't really heard or you know heard anything coming out of San Francisco, but like, if I were a 49er fan. 
I don't know, man. Like, I, haven't they already soured on Garoppolo? I mean, it, it's, it's... It seemed that way, and then all of a sudden now, it, it's funny when you listen to the stuff that comes out. They are, they're saying he looks, oh, he looks great. We love him. But, you know, like I, I've heard from a couple other pundits, like that could all just be talk about, you know, don't lowball us in a trade offer. We're going to make it seem like this this is the best version of Jimmy G, even yeah. better than, than the Super Bowl version a couple of years ago to try to get really good trade value. And like we've talked about before, I don't hold any stock in the preseason at all. I don't I don't care. It, he, he could go out and throw for 500 yards in their next preseason game, and I'm going to be like whoop-de-woo. It doesn't right. matter because most of the guys he's playing against are going to be bagging groceries and mowing lawn in a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. A lot yeah. Most of these guys aren't going to be on NFL rosters. So I don't take much stock in that, and I think that's a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know, just to kind of – for that very reason, if teams call, they don't, you know, yeah. they, they're, they're trying to get as much as they can. But I don't think they're serious about trading him right now. I, I don't I don't think so. Um, so do you think it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, a position where they are just, they're, they're going to roll, they're going to roll with Jimmy G as their week one I starter. I think so. I think they're going to roll with him. In the intent, yep. they, he puts up numbers yep. to be like, hey, he's, we, were, we weren't lying. Yep. So give us those draft picks, give us that, you know, give us that deal that we're looking for in a trade, and then we're just going to move Trey Lance in there and, you know, I, I, either, you know, playoffs yeah, be right? damned I, or, or yeah. you know, we're going to continue competing in the NFC West. That's, I, I, I really do. I could even see a scenario, kind of what Miami did last year, right? So they had Fitzpatrick in there, and, and uh, I mean, he's not Garoppolo, but a guy that had been around for a while and was winning. So they were 4-3. and three. And then out of nowhere, they said, okay, two is going to start. And it, it kind of threw everybody off, and it was like, okay, well, we're four and three. We're in the playoff mix. Fitzpatrick's playing well. Yeah. He hadn't done anything to lose the starting job, but it was like they were like, okay, we want to see what we have in our, in our rookie quarterback. And it worked out. He went six and three. They just missed the playoffs, but it's hard to argue. They went six and three with him and finished ten and six. So – it worked out. They saw what they had. Fitzpatrick's moved on, and now you know two is going to come in and, and start from the get-go this year, try to get him in the playoffs. That's an ideal scenario. You know what I mean? Sure. Like right, right, right. you know that that's great. But so if Jimmy G's playing well, but they're four and three or something or four and four, and they go okay, we're going to go to Trey Lance just because he's tearing it up in practice. He's got too much arm strength. And sometimes when that's happening, the locker room can kind of like sense it, and you know, hey. Let's go with this guy. Maybe right. we have more. It gives you a little bit more energy. There's more of a belief that you can do more on offense. But it's always tricky when you make that move and go to a rookie, especially for a team like San Francisco that just was in the Super Bowl two years ago. That's the interesting thing with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You've got a QB that was in the Super Bowl sure. two years ago. So that's going to be interesting how they handle it. So it could go really good because I think the roster and their defense could be really good. I like what they've done at wide receiver the last couple of years. They they've built up that court a little bit, and with everybody healthy, it looks like a good team. And for the reasons you pointed out, they went three and three in that division with everybody hurt last year, including right. Jimmy G. Like they were beating yeah. really good teams with whoever their freaking backup quarterback was. I can't even think of his name last year. Right. So you know, like there's potential there, whether it's Jimmy G or or Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan's that smart offense of a offensive mind. That they they could cause some problems within the division, but you're right. It's going to be very interesting. I have my eye on how they handle that whole quarterback thing, 
Because if it's not done right, it could blow up even a successful season. Sure. You know, so that's going to be a big, uh, a big factor. Uh, you know, that's, that's some good points, Mike. And isn't and, and then isn't, isn't there also that potential that if you ended up sticking if you end up sticking with Garoppolo for the entire season, he stays healthy. Trey Lance is you know number two on the depth chart. You know, and then let's say they win the division or get second place in the division, sure. they end up in the playoffs. Like then, at some point, don't you think as a fan, like you look at it, and maybe, maybe, maybe you struggle on defense. Maybe, maybe offensively, you're not as good as you would hope. Even though sure. you end up number one or number two in the division, and then you look at it and like, well, why did we waste a number three pick? We could have traded that pick. If Garoppolo ends up being that guy, then you could have possibly traded that pick, traded down in the draft, ended up getting some capital, ended up getting some players. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, I, totally. I mean, because like, then you look at it, you're like, okay, well then why? Why why we waste that pick on a on a quarterback? Why did we have all of this? Too. You know, are they going to draft this guy? Are they going to draft this guy? And they were always linked to a quarterback. Like yep. it wasn't like they were linked oh, yeah, to totally. a wide receiver yeah, yeah, or an yeah. offensive lineman or <clears throat> or a corner points, yeah. or you know or anybody like that. You know, you, you were linked always to a quarterback. Yeah, you're right. So like, I don't know, man. Like that seems like you possibly waste again. Obviously, this is just you know hypothetical, but like. You know, because then you have those grumblings of like, okay, well, and that's happened countless other times in, in sure. for NF, NFL yep. teams where you've got a guy waiting <clears throat> in the wings and you're like, all right, well, let's give this guy a chance because we yeah. drafted him so high. Like right, we were, right. He was this high prospect. Like, come yeah. on now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, I, totally. And Garoppolo used to be that guy. I mean, yeah. played behind Tom Brady, never really yep. got that opportunity. And, you know, <clears> then he got that opportunity, played well for the Patriots when Tom Brady went down and then ended up in San Francisco. Now he finds himself in the opposite side of things where he's got somebody waiting in the wings. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just it's a very interesting dynamic, much like, you know, several other teams where you've got these, these things potentially brewing and how do you manage that? How do you manage that in a division that's <clears> going <throat> to be as cutthroat as the NFC West, East, or West, rather, sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you manage that? And, and how do you manage your fans expectations the media because that holds a powerful sway in the decisions that they sure, make that the sure. front office makes <clears throat> you know if they struggle and there's going to be calls for trey lance to be starting yeah um you know and then what does that do for garoppolo if you're trying to angle him out there for some sort of draft cap you know uh, trade capital you know, if he's not playing well, then obviously his trade stock goes down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does that all play out, man? I, I think that's the potential downfall for the 49ers going into this offseason. <clears throat> I totally agree. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I, it was one thing I had my, you know, my eye on was this quarterback thing, and it's still really not situated for them. Right. I mean, you know, some coaches and teams, you know, they say, hey, we got two guys we can choose from. So that's a good thing, right? Sure. But, it's just like you pointed out. It, it's when you've Which got is a fine young... if you're Chicago, but yeah, like, you exactly. know, you're, you were yes. eight and eight last yes. year. You got yes. that last final playoff spot. Like that's cool. But when you're in the NFC West and you have again, you're two years removed from a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl run. Yes. Like you don't have that luxury of being yeah. like, eh, we don't really know who's right. it's gonna be. Like you, you're gonna have to go in there and you're gonna have to stand behind your guy, whether it's Trey Lance or it's Garoppolo. And I yeah. would think that given. The division and given the veteran leadership that Garoppolo provides on the field, it's going to be him. Yep. But you don't have that luxury of a Chicago where you're going to be like, yeah. well, we're going to roll out with Andy Dalton. Right, and after two right. or three weeks, we're going to, here you go. Yeah. 
You know, like I totally agree. And how long? Justin Fields. How long does Jimmy G go along with this thing too? Right? right. I mean, you know, even going to the Super Bowl year. There was still people that questioned him. They didn't sure. give him any credit yeah. for getting to the Super Bowl that year. And in fact, a lot of people want to blame him for the Super Bowl loss. Right. I disagree. I blame their defense. You know, their defense because <laughs> their defense took a crap in the fourth quarter, and right. it really didn't have much to do with Jimmy G. They they had that game in the bag with eight minutes to play, and they yeah. couldn't hold it. So anyway, he never really got the credit. All of last year, he's hurt. And had to sit there and listen to, I. Well, they've cooled off on Jimmy G. They've cooled off on yeah. Jimmy G. The whole offseason, is he going to get traded? Then they, they trade up to get the number three pick. They take a quarterback. So Jimmy G, even his whole stint here in San Francisco, they traded for him the first year he came in. And by the time they played him, yeah, they won like the last five games that year and finished 6-10 and 10 or whatever it was. So it was like they won a bunch of meaningless games at the end of the year, got everybody fired up. Then they make the Super Bowl. But Jimmy G's never got the credit through that. It's like we're right. winning to despite Jimmy G. Right. So at some point, how long, do, if I'm him, do I go along with this? Like how many games do I have to win for you guys? And I believe he's 24-8 and eight as a starter, which is wow. pretty damn good. You're not yeah. going to find a, a, you know, a much better winning percentage out there. Um, so at what point does he go, you know what? I've had enough of it. Trade me. You know, like I really have. Either believe yeah. in me as right. the guy right. or – and and obviously he knows there's something going there, that Trey Lance is going to be the future, so he knows his time is limited there. But it could be a scenario where yeah, it's all great when that guy's going along with it. But what happens if all of a sudden, like you just said, at some point he's kind of just sick of the whole yeah, I'm getting blamed for everything and all right, get me out of here because right. I've I won you guys a lot of football games. Yeah, so. and the, of course the wild card is what. What happens to other teams, too? There's always seems to be a couple quarterback injuries that happen. Yeah. And then those teams are like, oh, shit, you know, we're a contender. Some, sometimes they're still contenders, and they like, okay, we need to make a move. Does Jimmy G become available? Does San Francisco go, oh, okay, this team's desperate. They really need a quarterback, and they're calling. Maybe now we just ship them out. We make right. the switch to Trey Lance. That scenario could happen. Who knows? But I think it, it's an interesting conversation, you yeah. know, what's, what's going to happen there. And uh, a big kind of wild card on yeah, who's going to win your division and kind right. of shaping the playoffs. So Well, I mean, so much is going to be dependent on what the records of these teams are across the NFL, you know, come sure. week six, come week seven. Oh, yeah, you right. Know? I yep. mean, once, once you get to that kind of, you know, almost third into the season and you start to see kind of the way things are shaping up yeah. and, you know, and, and, you know, who knows where you're at. And you're, like you said, I mean, if you're – a, a you know playoff contender and potential Super Bowl contender, but your quarterback goes down. You know, like you said, do you, mm-hmm. do you become desperate and you call the Niners? And you know, if Garoppolo's playing well, but you're in the hunt in the NFC West, but you know that they're desperate and they're willing to give up the farm for them. Yeah. Do you do you risk like you know your playoff position or a playoff spot to to switch over to Trey Lance? You know, not Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey uh, Trey Lance. Uh, you know, what do you what do you do? I, I mean, I. Whether it's basketball, football, like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, even in baseball, man, it would be fascinating to be part of that conversation right, yeah, in, in yeah. the war room, kind of, so to speak. Yeah. Just to, because you've got to think that all these kind of scenarios are being talked about. Oh, sure. To the point of just like, okay, well, if scenario A happens and we got scenario B and, you know, you got all this kind of stuff that goes down, man. It, it's fascinating stuff because it's all relevant. It's yeah, all totally. relevant to... Yeah. 
to going into the season. And, 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 you know, you hear players talk about it all the time, Chris, you know, regardless of sport, it's a business, it's a business. And it absolutely is. But, you know, like you said, when you're playing with fragile egos and you're playing with, you know, you, you were playing behind Tom Brady, you, you made a run, you know, you get traded. Once Tom Brady gets back healthy, you go to the Niners, you help lead them to a Super Bowl appearance. Again, like you said, you know, you didn't lose the Super Bowl, but you're blamed for the Super Bowl because you're at a high-profile position. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's oh, the yeah, bottom line. Absolutely. You're yep. at a high-profile yep. position. So you're going to get that blame regardless of whether or not it's on you. But, you know, like, you, you're in these positions and you're like, yeah, like you said, 24-8. and eight. Like, you have a great record yeah, as a starter. Yeah. And you would think that that's something that would earn you. There'd be no question, regardless yeah, of who you yeah, drafted. Right, yeah. And again, you know, that's something that, like, if you're the Niners, how do you manage that? If you're Shanahan, how do you manage that? Yeah, yeah. I'm 24 and eight. Yeah. I helped take you to a Super Bowl, and yet you traded up and you got a quarterback yeah. to potentially replace. It's nuts, dude. Yeah, it really is. It's and I, I, and you know, I think <laughs> I give Jimmy G credit because there's a lot of guys in this league that wouldn't be, that would have been like, I'm done. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. would have asked for a trade. Would have done a little. You know. Not necessarily just gone along with this whole thing. Yeah. So I am credit for that for sure. Um, but looking around the, the rest of the NFC, I'm interested. I kind of want to bounce over to the NFC East. Sure. Or the, uh, you know, as last year, the NFC East, where we had the yeah. Washington football team win that division at 7-9. and nine. Um, You know, you could make the argument if the Eagles decided to play the, all of their starters in the second half against that uh, season-ending game against Washington, they might have won, and the Giants would have been in uh, yeah. as the division winner. But regardless... There was a while last year where it looked like that division winner might be 6-10, and 10, which would have been historically awful. But anyway, I think the division will be a little bit better this year, and I see it as being pretty competitive as well, like with all four of those teams bunched. But, you know, the Cowboys certainly getting Dak Prescott back. They're always in the mix. Uh, the Giants, He's still hurt, though, right? He's still – they're trying to figure out what's going on with his shoulder. By all accounts, it seems like he's going to be okay, but I don't – for, he's not going to see the field too much. He's not going to see the practice field too much. So I think Dallas might be one of those teams that's a little sloppy when they get going, but they're going to be extra careful with Dak. It sure. seems like he's going to be okay and able to play, but it's something to monitor because if he can't play and he has to miss any kind of time, it's going to be a mess. They need him. They don't yeah. really have a competent backup going down there in Dallas. And the defense got a little bit better this offseason, but – they were really bad last year. So this is a team that doesn't have a lot of margin for error. You know, I think they can be better and they can push for that division, but margin for error is super slim. Sure. You know, and, and again, just because the defense got a little better, but if there's no DAC, if there's some key injuries in certain areas, it's going to be tough for them, um, you know, as well. But that being said... Um, I, I actually like the Giants in that division. I, I've, I've got them winning the division at 9-8, and eight, winning a tiebreaker with the Cowboys at 9-8. and eight. I've got Washington at 8-9 and nine and Philly at 7-10. and 10. I know uh, Washington seems to have some things to build off of. I'm still not sold on them offensively. Fitzpatrick's been pretty good, but he's been a journeyman. So yeah. there's a reason he's played for 75 teams. You know, I, I mean, look. <laughs> There's a reason for that. So he's pretty successful where he goes, but it seems like the same thing. 
he goes in, he's like a 500 quarterback, does a little better than expectations, but then teams sour on him because it's like, all right, he does really good one game and then throws three picks the next game and sure. they lose. So it's like this up and down. Um, they should have a good defense. I agree with most people. Their their front seven should be really good. They should be a pretty good defense. But I'm not sold offensively with, with Washington. So you know we'll have to see. I mean they were seven and nine last year. So even predicting eight and nine is a little bit of an improvement from last year. But sure. I don't see them doing much better than eight nine nine and eight. And and right there, I think that that is probably going to be the number that wins that division. But I like what the Giants did in terms of getting offensive pieces for Daniel Jones. Their their offensive line got a little bit better. That's been a steady rebuild, but you know, they got Galladay from Detroit. That'll help out the receiving core. You got Saquon Barkley coming back mm-hmm. at running back who was hurt last year and despite him being out, they actually did pretty good uh, without him, but they were they were a solid unit defensively. I think they'll be better defensively this year too. So you know, Giants kind of flying under the radar a little bit, but this is the 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 prove it or you're done year for Daniel Jones. You know, they're 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 young quarterback there, so he's got a. They gave him the weapons now. They're gonna by all counts like, all right, turn it loose. Let's see what you can do. Sure. Offensive line is better. Uh, if he doesn't take that next step forward, they'll probably move on from him, and they'll probably go to the draft next year and look for a different guy or maybe free agency, depending who's out there, but. Um, in that scenario, I think, the, and I think the Giants are going to be able to get it done. Dallas, I mean, if we if we weren't as uncertain about Dak right now, you know, I I might take them to win the division. But again, that defense is still too much of a question mark, yeah. and they really really need Dak to be on the field, or it's going to be very difficult for them to win football games. So, Philly, I just don't see it. I, mm-hmm. I thought Philly just did a great job of ruining their team last year. That's my opinion. And, you know, I not and again, that goes to the front office. We've talked about it before. I thought they made a mistake by drafting Jalen Hurts. Of course Carson Wentz is out now and he's dealing with his own injury for the Colts and all that kind of stuff. So maybe Hurts steps in and he ends up being the right guy, but from a team that won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah. And you had a quarterback in place they needed to help him out, in my yeah. opinion. Their O-line had been awful ever since the, the Super Bowl year and injuries and everything else. They had needed wide receivers desperately. They screwed up, took the wrong, the wrong wide receiver in that draft, and then in the second round, instead of taking an O-lineman or another receiver, they took Jalen Hurts. So, sure. it, it, you know... A guy that predictably could have gone in, the, in a yeah. later round, right? Yep, yep. And then the, the turmoil with Wentz, got the coach fired, and then Wentz left anyway. So now... Right. It's this weird thing where you've got, I, I don't know, There to me it's like a rebuild going on there. So I, I don't see Philly all of a sudden got good enough this last offseason to contend. I think the schedule is, is is they get some breaks in the schedule that's going to allow them to win a few more games, but I, I don't see it being much better than like 7 and 10. You know, they'll, they'll be around just because that division, again, I think is going to be a, 500 type team is going to win that division. So they might stay in the conversation, but... They still have they they have too many holes and they, yeah. there's too much of a re, rebuild going gotcha. there. I don't know. That's my take on the NFC East. I, I'm not sure. What do you what do you see out of the NFC East this year, Mikey? Is Dude, there anybody I, you like in particular? I mean, I, I think like kind of like the NFC West. Like you 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 have just a cluster of of mediocrity. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, the NFC West, you have a cluster of just you know really good teams. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, yeah. so it's the opposite, but it's yeah. in, in the sense of like you don't get have really a good idea as far as what each team is going to be bringing to the sure. table. 
it's really hard to predict. I mean, the, the Eagles could come out and, you know, uh, hit gasoline and come out, you know, guns yeah, blazing. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts could come out and just be like, you know, a bunch yeah. of no-name receivers and, yeah. you know, whatever. And then, you know, their defense all of a sudden is this, you know, improved defense. And next thing yeah. you know, they, they jump, roar out to the start. Who knows? Um you Which know, they kind of did when they won the Super Bowl a couple right, of years. They kind of right. came out of nowhere that year. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, you never so, know, dude. Right? You know, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think the Cowboys, you know, they need Dak Prescott on the field. Yeah, that, um, definitely. You know, but is he going to be able to play at least half the games? And you know, the thing is, is that if he played half the games and he went, let's say, you know, eight no in the games that he plays or whatever, you know, there's there's a chance that if they pick up another game there, you know, and they end up with that nine and eight record, they can end up, you know, in the playoffs, um, like you said, with an around five hundred record. So you know, it's very interesting just in the sense of like, you know, this you don't have to play Prescott every game and then you could still win the division. Yeah, yeah. And you can save yeah, him, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you could pull a NBA move and you could save this dude and then like right. for meaningful games and like you can sit him for the you know the, the games that you're like yeah and I mean that's the thing and and you know but on the same token because you have other teams and it's not so like top heavy there's not like one really good team like the NFC North where you have the Packers and everybody else yeah I mean yeah. you got four teams that are viable options in terms of winning that division sure yeah and you know an injury this way or a play goes that way in a division game and that could mean the difference between making the playoffs totally. or not making the playoffs so you know it's tough to predict I you know I don't know enough about the Giants to really go out there I mean Washington kind of surprised some people last year they yeah, kind of came out yeah. the gate like you said yeah. that defense was the reason why they were in so many games and 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 predictably you know uh uh you know made some noise and people mm-hmm. were kind of like oh damn yeah. like this football team's not too shabby like you know mm-hmm. they shed the Redskins moniker and like wow they're they're not actually all that bad. Right. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I I, don't know, but I think that just based upon talent, having Barkley, I think that perhaps you're right. I think maybe the Giants do end up winning um, that division. Because, you know, now the kind of jury's out on Washington. You know, I, I think that once you, once you have that successful season, people can plan for you a little bit better. Even with the you know change in quarterback, like you can you can still plan a little bit more. I, I don't know, man. I, I think the Giants probably end up winning that division, but that's uh, a crapshoot. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a crapshoot. I mean, I do. I like what their GM Gettleman did as far as rebuilding this team over the last few years. You go back when he first came in, he traded Odell Beckham. People kind of went up in arms about that, but it proved to be the right move uh, and a good move for them. Um, they turn those picks into some players that are playing and, and mm-hmm. have been productive for them. Uh, he drafted Saquon Barkley, which was the right pick, instead of taking one of those quarterbacks. There were people that wanted him to take Josh Rosen, and, and you know, that mm-hmm. guy hasn't mm-hmm. played yeah. at all in this league. Yeah, or He's uh, out of the league, Yeah, now. or Sam Darnold. And, you yeah. know, Darnold didn't get any help from the Jets, but it's not like he his career took off or anything either. So I think they make the right move by getting Barkley, who's been a pro bowler. But that's an old school way of building. You get, you start with the run game, you kind of build that way, and then you, their O line was completely in shambles. You had Eli retiring, so over it's been a rebuild for a few years over the O line, and that's been good between drafting and just bringing in some other veterans. You, you drafted a young quarterback, and then now this last year you you went out and you had the money available, and you've got him some weapons via free agency to throw the ball to. I like how they built their team. Uh, it's an old school way, but I give Gettleman credit. And I think 
I think it'll pay off this year, at least enough for the Giants to get, to win that division like we just talked about and, and sneak in. So at least to be able to compete for that division yeah. and kind of at least turn the corner from rebuild mode to contend to division sure. mode yeah. anyways. So, uh, But, man, dude, already quickly coming up on time already today. Yeah. Um, it's what happens when you get us talking football, right? We'll yeah. just go and go and go especially this cheese head over here. But, yeah. you know, we didn't get to the NFC South. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk, tackle that one next week uh, where we have the defending champion Buccaneers and the AFC because I'd like to talk just a little bit about the NBA. One quick note, we'll just note it. The Rams and Patriots made a trade, of course. Uh, Sony Michelle is headed to the Rams fifth, uh, for a fifth and sixth-round sixth pick. Excuse me, the fifth-round pick could become a fourth-round pick, depending on how things shake up. Cam Akers, of course, tore his Achilles right before the beginning of camp. Rams desperately need another running back to pair with Daryl Henderson, so they got their running back. And the Patriots, hey, they stockpile draft picks. That's what they do best out there. So there, mm-hmm. there was that quick trade. And then in the NBA world, um, you know, Mike Boonholzer, you yeah. know, a Bucks coach, three-year extension yesterday. We're happy about that. He's 162 in 65 in his three seasons as head coach in Milwaukee, 71% winning percentage. Nice. He was 15 and 10 those first two years in the playoffs, but then 16 and 7 this last year with that, you know, championship yeah. run. So we're happy to have Booty back and, you yeah. know, extended for a few years, keep it going. Um, he got over that hump of not, yes, obviously, not being able to yes, win in the did. playoffs. So, um, and then, Mikey, I, uh, you know, I, real quick as we wrap it up today, I want to get your take. There's a little Ben Simmons news out there, yeah. you know, our, our buddy from the Sixers. Um, but I want I want you to fill us in on what's going on with Mr. Simmons. Yeah, so, you know, really quick, like, um, you know, there was a rumor going around on the Internet that uh, Ben Simmons, because of, you know, his lack of a trade, um, you know, that there's a chance that he could be a, you know, a preseason um, training camp holdout that he might not report. You know, by all accounts, everything that you read, and it's been consistent, <clears throat> you know, he has not had any contact with Coach Rivers. He's not had any contact with Daryl Morey, the GM, president of basketball operations. He's not had any conversations or workouts with anybody on that roster, including Joel Embiid. Um, you know, his annual, you know, off-season mixtape <laughs> of sorts came out. And, you know, they're playing minimal defense, and, you know, he's, sure. he's hitting these threes, and his jumper looks smooth, and, you know, fans are getting excited, and it's like, okay. Um, you know, this is a yeah. guy that, like, career shoots, like, 14% from the three-point yeah. line. So, you know, nothing to get excited about. Um, you know, I don't think, regardless of what his accolades are, I don't think this is a guy that, you know, uh, his draft stock is very high. I think the 76ers are putting a hell of a lot more into what they think he's worth oh, versus totally. what he actually yeah, they're, is they're worth. And I think the NBA is in this holding pattern right now, Chris, where it's like, you know what, hey, He's gonna have to show it on the court before yeah. we do, before we call you about any sort of trade. Like right. you, you, he's got to do that. And if if it is in fact true that he does hold out, he only hurts his own, you know, draft. Oh, stock, totally, yeah, um, yeah. You know, or his trade stock. So absolutely, you know, I, I I think this is just a bad situation. It's kind of unfortunate for Philly and Philly fans because you know they've been built into a contender. You brought back Danny Green. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears> you <throat> sign Embiid to that extension. 
you know, I, I think it's bad news bears for them. And I agree. And in an Eastern Conference that is improved, you know, you know, can you really afford to to do this? But again, I, I think much like Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons is going to start the season on the 76 roster. Okay. Um, I think whether he reports right away, I think he will be there in training camp. He will be there because I think at the end of the day, it's better off for him. Sure. Um, and he's going to have to go out there and play the way that people think that he can play in sure. order for him yeah. to, to, you know, get traded someplace. But he's not going to get traded to where he wants. Billy's going to search out that best deal that oh, they can yeah, find. Oh, totally. yeah, totally. it doesn't yeah. matter where it is. Timbuktu, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter, yep. dude. Antarctica, they're going to make that move, and he's not going to have a say. So um, I think it's just bad news bears um, all the way around. Um, and I think this goes to something that we could talk about in a later episode. Sure. You know, when you've got these guys, these talents that come out and they have this, these potentially unrealistic expectations put on them, you know, are they, you know, is it really fair to judge them based upon, you know, what their potential is versus what their actual play is? I think it's an interesting take, and you could talk about that about any sport, really, football and basketball in particular. So anyway, that's all I got on the Ben Simmons drama. Good point, man. Um, But, uh, yeah, dude, we're wrapping it up, man. Wrap it up. Congratulations to Booty. Uh, Ah, Happy about that. Episode 34 in the books, guys, quickly coming down. We'll be back next week. Please check out our Patreon, putting out content all week long to get ready for the college football season kicking off this Saturday.